0: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. I'm not even going to do anything this week because, obviously, we've just been absolutely battered and I've just made the biggest technical faux pas I think I've ever made on the podcast. (laughs) It's being in this whole kind of, we're out and about, it's it's another instant reaction podcast. We're in a sports bar and grill in Marleybone. And um, we thought we'd to go for a bit of atmosphere. Obviously, the the game was live on Sky Sports, so we wanted to... Up and down the country, we've, we've kind of had people from Bengals UK at pubs representing, supporting their team, shouting their team on. Uh, Jamie Rowe is up in Manchester, and Matt Moon is in in Sheffield. And uh, Nathan and I... Hello, Nathan. How you doing, Paul, all right? <laughs> yeah, not I'm a bit calmer now. Um after we're down here and Simon Hunter's here. Hello, Hi. Simon. Ben Thurgood's here. He can't quite believe what's happening. Uh, the the rank and competence and unprofessionalism of this outfit. He's seeing it firsthand for the first time. Um, and Dave Cass is here. Dave. Now, uh, for, we've just done like 15 minutes of chat and I've just realized I didn't press record on the um,
1: on the recorder. Mate, I'm raging with you for that. I'm not um, happy about we, this. We, I've we, got work in the morning, and you're just keeping me against my will.
0: <laughs> well, I do apologise, but um, <laughs> obviously we've just got absolutely tanned by the Saints. Um, I think I don't know where, where do you start. With well, that? it's
1: the UK's equivalent of prime time, isn't it? We've got yeah. There. Let, let's just
0: explain to our American listeners. Basically, there's one satellite broadcaster that broadcasts live games every Sunday, and unlike most sports bars where you can walk in in America and watch, kind of whatever game that you want, we can't do that over here. It's all down to which games this broadcaster, the broadcaster who shall not be named, um, <laughs> uh, uh, kind of chooses this week. And they chose us. We choose you, the Bengals, against the Saints. Which they
1: immediately most likely regret. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And obviously, you know, we we were going to lose this game, I think. I think every, pretty much everyone, you know... Yeah, they really thought they were going to lose, but I, did you expect to get that kind of beating?
1: No, I mean, I think especially the worst thing about that is the fact that it's at home. I mean, you know, when you play a good team like the Saints and the Chiefs and stuff like that, it's going to be difficult. And I think for me, the most disheartening thing is, you know, we potentially with the talent on the roster, they're not got the worst team out there. You know, it's a, it's a decent team. It's potentially a playoff team. But to go and get handed to like that at home against an elite team is a tough pill to swallow because... I think even if we do manage to get to the playoffs, or we do manage to get nine and seven, ten and six, the second we come up there against a, like a real competitor, like a New England, even like an LA Chargers type team. You know, I've just got no confidence, even with a fairly healthy AJ Green and you know other players back, I don't think we can beat teams like that. I think we might be able to beat your sort of Colts and you know, you maybe your Falcons and a few teams that are sort of middle of the road teams. So you're saying
0: we're in that sort of second tier. Yeah, and I don't think I I
1: don't I just think when you look back at our wins now, as harsh as it is, the Buccaneers are not a good team, the Ravens are not a good team. I'm not sure we've beaten a team with a winning record. I could be wrong off the top of my head, but you know, that that's the thing that worries me is that whenever we've come up against good teams we've been obliterated yeah and, and it was an obliteration you know, yeah it, it really it? was
0: i think the frustrating thing for me was you know they had a couple of weeks to try and you know it's difficult to fix all your woes and yes they have got um injuries and they were playing a fantastic team yes and you could tell with the the, the saints office with breeze and kamara and and, and ingram Michael and thomas fantastic yeah. offensive line they know exactly what they're doing. They've got a cast iron scheme, a little bit like the Patriots. They, they you know, they, their screens were just, I mean, we know. Yeah, that's a very thing. creative play design. Very creative lots of Hill RPOs, well. lots of screens, yeah. uh, designed to confuse. And they're really, really good at it. Everyone knows their jobs. Everyone executes really, really well. And us, I'm not quite sure what our kind of, Thing is, uh, it's not even quite a, a West Coast offense anymore. You know, it's yeah. Kind of I
1: think I think you know what really disappointed me today as well. I honestly think looking at that. I think on defense, the effort looked a little bit. I thought at times, and I know it's easy for me to say that because they're on the field a lot, and the you know the stamina levels wouldn't have been quite there. But I almost didn't feel that there was, especially being at home and you know the crowds behind you. It never felt like there was that much sort of energy from the Bengals' defense. Yeah. You never felt like they really were like. Well, you know, I, think, I think I don't know they're all trying. Well, you but made the
0: point during the, the the game that you know there is talent on that defense still, without even yeah, without yeah, yeah. you know. But we have got a very soft center, and they just. You know, the Saints have the game where they come up against a kind of, you know, A team, whether there's injuries or not, they'd still probably knack us because there is there is that kind of soft centre that Marvin Lewis's teams have always had, I
1: think. Uh, and I think I said this in the broadcast, it, it really came down to Sean Payton... And whoever the Saints offensive coordinator is, yeah. completely out-coaching Turo Austin. Yeah. I mean, they knew that our linebackers are the weak link, and they fully exploited that, and they fully exploited it across the board. Yeah. I mean, in every aspect of their play, call, and design, they knew who they were matching up against the right person. They had everything down to a T yeah. and they completely took us apart. I think that's the most uh, frustrating
0: thing for me. I wanted some to see some change on defence, but, you know, again, we, we saw bad tackling. We saw... Bad angles being taken. <laughs> we saw, you know, those. Uh, they, I mean, again, sp- in, the Sky Sports broadcast inexplicably has Rob Ryan. Is it Rob Ryan? No. Mm. Rob, which one is the? Yeah, Ryans? Rob. Yeah. yeah Rob Ryan right. is a pundit every week in studio, and they z- completely. Z- I mean, they're trying to. No, they're not. They're looking at the what the Rams and the Broncos at the moment, but um, they're. Um, you know, they absolutely went to town on Jordan Evans today. And yeah. You yeah. can't really, I mean, poor guy, but you can't really blame him. He wasn't tackling right, wasn't taking good angles. You know, the word leverage was mentioned quite a few times, and that's always serious when that word gets wheeled out into the <laughs> mix. Because um, I still don't really know what it means, to be honest. But, you know. Um, so it's it's. I mean, they were appalling on defence, and that's the most frustrating thing thing to me. Yeah. Because they had two weeks to try, and um, Dave's off. See, you, Dave. See you later. Cheers, Dave. Um, <laughs> but le- le- yeah, I mean, we could talk about Austin, but we've got an absolute avalanche of tweets yeah. and correspondence, uh, and you can probably guess that. Um,
1: all madly positive, energetic, and enthusiastic. Yeah, I can we're,
0: everyone's like
1: loving life, basically, yeah, living their are. best life. Comple, what you it. got? What you got for us? I want to, I want to have a frank chat with you oh, about oh, Terrell. Really? Austin. It's like we, uh, we need to have a chat about it. So let me let me know well, what the fans are saying, and we'll. well, we'll have know, a look. Like,
0: I'm going to make this point because I, I like this point uh, I made when we I thought we were recording and I didn't press the record <laughs> button. It's like the Saints' offense today was like the film The Matrix, right? Oh I don't you forget this. I'm not I'm not you oh, were hoping. That, that
1: was the one positive about it not recording. No.
0: <laughs> no, it's like the matrix, you know oh, when fuck. Keanu real All right, okay. No, go. I when 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 <laughs> when Neo can stop the bullets in mid-air. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm struggling. do You know what I mean? That's what the Saints offense is like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All just right, like oh, show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great analogy. That was. It was really well
0: told. I thought. (laughs) Yeah, really well well. told. Yeah, Yeah, really beautiful. Right. Okay. um, (laughs) Okay. Let's get to correspondence because there are many, and the um, the rage is real, my friends. Um, Andy at Andy Cena. uh, Do they deliberately play like this to get Austin sacked? Ben Wintel at Shabba underscore Dabba. Oh, solid handle. (laughs) I need like that one. I really do. Anyway, he put some thought into that. He has. He's changed it as well. I think Ben has, has. He now remember. Remember, Ben was the guy that came up with Cincinnati name. So, oh, was he
1: really? Caps off to 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 yeah. Um he has got some talent there. He He'll, has. I yeah. hope he's incorporating that into his day job. I don't know. He needs does. to be. We should
0: get Ben on. I think we need to. Yeah, we quiz should. Him. He's,
1: he's, he's the coin founder of
0: Cincinnati. That's right. He should. He should be sort of. Uh, copywriting that I think Um, Austin had better have his resignation on Marvin's desk in the morning or do you think he should continue don't answer that yet Anthony Adams at Anthony Adams he hasn't put an A in Anthony there Um, it's quite uh, revolutionary I think audacious even Um, can we swap the Bengals with the Bearcats it's a good yeah, point. Fair point isn't it? Jason Peters at again it's all numbers Jason sort your handle out. <laughs> we can't say it. If Arsenal were an NFL team they would be the Bengals and I get what you're saying cuz yeah, like yeah. once upon a time we used to qualify for the playoffs quite regularly as did Arsenal for the Champions League but you know whatever I don't
1: think we are as good as Arsenal.
0: There you go. There's there's, there's the thing. Um, um Kevin Ewing at UK Rules 21, with a Z, Rules. Um, what are you saying about it's that? not a solid Android. All right, sorry, Kev. Uh, it's time for a change, but I mean, has to go. Uh, Ian Thompson, uh, the Bengals D-line, dreadful, disastrous, or just completely decimated. Um, Jamie at uh, Trekhart Beaster, obviously mining for positivity. Should we start using Driscoll more, like the Saints do with Hill?
1: Yeah, interesting point. We'll have a chat about that. Mike Smith
0: at solid underscore handle, which it's is literally a solid handle. I, I can't
1: handle. I can't even comment on that. It's checkmate for him there with me. Why? Well I, what can I say? I can't say solid handle to solid handle, can I? Why? Two geezers have done that. That Mike's done it, and some other geezers You know the guy his name escapes me. Really good lad that turned up at the um the the brew house and kitchen in hybrid Isn't. He's changed his handle to solid handle as well. Has he? Yeah, there's two people out there now. Who were like trying to have me out on this podcast with at solid handle. See, you should have patented it. Yeah, no, getting, I, it. I need to change mine, I think. But you know what I mean?
0: Alright, Dean Owen Jones at Word Sherbet. You can just That's use a solid handle. Yeah, Dean's got a solid handle. In a in in a in a <laughs> Twitter sense, sorry, Dean. Um you can just use a sound effect of someone throwing up for mine. This is when I asked for opinions on the game this is
1: about the time that you realized it weren't running as well <laughs> that's right yeah it was
0: panic stations i looked down and the recorder wasn't recording it was like oh my god um jamie at Trekwart Beast says and surely to god or equivalent terrell austin has to be on a one-way trip to job center plus and, pl- and still they keep coming um gridiron and gravy who put on uh, who are this organization that put on nfl meetups uh put on an nfl meetup today in manchester uh you know and uh, they say the bed that was bad i can't disagree with that uh memphis soul stewart uh sorry memphis soul Stewart. we used to have a defense but what on earth has gone wrong embarrassing vb at von blade positives whenever sorry a bit trapped when uh, wherever we on tv we lose so i don't bother to watch it negatives everything else um Chris Patterson at Chris A. Patterson. This is like a 5-0 route in football for context. <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. You don't have to that rub it in, Chris. In Cheers. Um, Wee Man Syndrome or Cameron. Forget consultant and coaching. Can Hugh Jackson play linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Ewing again. Uh, he's keen tonight. Is Kev. Keen Kev. Um, Marvin should be gone, period. Yeah. Um, Jason Peters again.
1: Everyone's—it's li- just you're like the constant. live. You're like the, the, the voice of Twitter tonight. I like
0: know, that. and I don't want to bring myself down. We do like
1: six oh six. You know, where they have, like, people call in and just go mental.
0: I know. We should look at doing a live broadcast. That would but it's quite funny when it people. It would be, but after, after exactly, yeah. Like Alan,
1: who's it? Alan Green who does it? Yeah. No,
0: it's, uh, it's like who Robbie does Savage it now? It's Robbie Savage, isn't yeah, it?
1: It was Alan Green back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. that he had quality accent.
0: That amazing Northern Irish accent. Um, um, what else? Any? Uh, what else? Kind of pick up. Um, Was that one about uh, Mike Brown should go into home? That's probably actually quite offensive, really, isn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so, so there's Paul, a l- Terrell l- Austin. I'm asking you. What um, do you think? Because, I mean, the thing is... There's, I mean, they there,
0: flashed up some stats, didn't they, during the game that was just like, oh, man, really? But like, like, historically, some of the worst defences in the NFL. Like, the worst... De- we are rock bottom in the NFL now for defence. Like the defense. most yards given
1: up in four-game stretch ever.
0: But wasn't there something about um, being in... Like, the, what was it, 1963... So that's the, so the most yards given up in four games straight. We're up there, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And again, we, we, we got you know, and I know it, I know we've got injuries, and I know the whole idea is that it doesn't matter about yards given up as long as we yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. But we're not winning. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing. We're not winning. We're kind of just not stopping teams. And yes, I know offences are going crazy. There's always a counter-argument. We're, but we, I mean, even if Rob if Rob Ryan can sit on Sky Sports and who's the other guy that's there? Was it Sean? Sean Gale. Sean Gale at Chicago Bears can say there's fundamental stuff wrong. I mean, I think Rob Ryan said whoever's coaching that, you know, needs to... He's got it all wrong, yeah. He's got it all wrong. And, and I have to say... Yes, I would, but it's not, it seems to me... It's like, tough,
1: isn't it? Cause it's, you don't want to have an emotional reaction after a loss like that. And just yeah, be like, He's got to go, he's you got do, to go. 100%. And then, you, you know, a couple of days later, you think, well, maybe, I But the, I don't the know. point
0: is, yeah, I agree. But, it's a bit weird um, if you compare the NFL with our football, right? You can, you can kind of sack someone and bring someone in the next week and they'll probably get a bounce back. Because I don't think our football is quite as technical as no, as, no, no. as the NFL. So if you sack someone in the NFL...
1: Is that an emotional boost, isn't it? It's
0: an, not an emotional boost. I think it's more difficult for a new guy to come in because we're talking schemes here and playbooks and verbiage and vocabulary yeah. and yeah, yeah. where the hell people are going to go on the field yeah. you because know? it is a bit like a chess game. Yeah. Those coordinators are like chess players who are using the players as pieces. you know. Um, so I think it is difficult. If you're going to say sack someone...
1: Get a new playbook, yeah.
0: I mean, who's going to come in? Who's going to? I is mean, there how, on the start? How that much could step realistically
1: up? can
0: they change in a week? Yeah. I mean, really, they should have done something before the bye week, which is what we did last year with Laser uh, and nah, Zapdos and Lazy. Thursday, yeah. Thursday night game. I mean, th- these. the problem with these, as I said, I can't remember what I said on the unrecorded version or the recorded version it's like the real big games i expected us to lose this game tonight yeah and uh, the real big games against the, the the ravens next week and the browns so it's almost like you want you don't want to lose particularly but if you're going to lose you want to take some positives into next week right yeah yeah um i didn't really see that many positives apart from those maybe first two drives which we didn't see the first one did we no because we're in, in this place, it was the Manchester Derby on, and they wouldn't bloody turn the tellies over yeah. to Nightmare. Sky Sports. So, um, Nathan, do you just want to let people know how we were kind of keeping
1: up with the game? Well, literally, I had, my, I had my now wife, I can say that, which is extremely strange, texting play-by-play play on a like first down and 10. Drew Brees passes it to Alvin Kamara for six yards. And that was our experience of the game right up until the John Ross touchdown. And yeah. at that point, we were sort of like, well, all right, you know, touchdown like at 7-0. We're competing in this. And it went south pretty quickly, didn't it? But I think on that Terrell Austin point, it's very easy, and I think everyone, if you had a poll now of Bengals fans, sack him or don't sack him, you'd be talking yeah. 90-10, 95-5. Yeah, yeah. My bigger question is, what has he offered us in nine games? Not, what's he offered us today? Obviously, today was a disaster. And there has been positives this year. We have scored on defence. We have mm. been more aggressive. There's been, you know, we have had some, you know, quite exciting plays there that have been missing under Paul Gunther. Which is what he wanted. Which is where, you know, exactly like you said, he w- that's do, what he right? wanted to install and, like, you know, sort of stamp his identity on it. But we're shipping yards like anyone's business with a good team, effectively. Yeah. On paper, you've got players that, you know, a lot of first-round picks on that defence. A lot of players have been to the Pro Bowl. You know, we we have got injuries, but so has everyone. Mm. We've still got Geno Atkins. You've still got Dunlap. You've still got William Jackson. They're all playing. Jesse Bates, who's, you know, like this revelation as a rookie. They're all mm. on that pitch, and they're not performing. And not only are they not performing, they're, they're shredding, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards every game giving up 50 50 points at home here's a question um is it you mentioned the players aren't
0: performing is it is it more scheme that's failing them or is it the players who aren't performing
1: a scheme i think i mean the players you know it's a bit of both like it is with anything you can't pin it on anyone entirely but the Bengals are better under Paul Gunther, and I never particularly thought he was amazing. And he's not doing that particularly well in Oakland. And no. we've seen with someone like the Bengals, they're very like they're very loyal to their staff. And you look at Paul Alexander, who was there for you know 15, 20 years. He goes straight to Dallas. He doesn't last three months. No, that's right. And I think that's indicative of potentially how the Bengals can be a little bit naive. They like to promote from within. They really yeah. like, you know rate loyalty and Terrell Austin to be fair is an external hire but they certainly want to st- you know they they want to i guess give him the best chance they can but it it's like how much longer can this go on i mean you're talking about one of the worst defenses ever again it's again just mitigated against the fact that you're playing against true arguably the best team in the league but we gave up a shed load of stuff to Tampa Bay yep no i'm not i'm not you i'm know. just trying
0: to make uh, you know be devil devil's advocate personally i would get rid of Austin you know straight away but then again the question is who do you bring in. Yeah, and I think that's the gri- the right point because how, it's going to be from within. Because we're all emotional at the moment. We sat there watching the game. It's an embarrassment, right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, we were just like laughing by the end yeah, of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh my god, here we go again. I mean, you just had to admire the Saints how yes. brilliant they were, but yes. also how you know, how comical almost how comically bad we were. Yeah, you know, yeah. and when things are comically bad, um that gets to be embarrassing, right? So mm. Um, and we were, we were talking about Austin, we were talking about Marvellous. Is there a question to be asked yeah. about Marvin Lewis now? Uh, I mean, it won't happen, obviously. It's a two year thing. You can't but do it mid season with a head coach when you've got a winning record. I'd say it's, it's almost uh, easier to do it as to replace a head coach than it is a coordinator,
1: perhaps. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because a
0: coordinator is going to have to bring in a new playbook or alter or whatever. Whereas a head coach, you know, it's more of an overseeing yeah, yeah, position. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think Sai used said, didn't you? You know, you know. Maybe it's time to Marvin to step in and actually take over the play calling duties on defense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. would he do that?
2: Yeah. Sorry. Go on, just, come on, Sai. Yeah, come to Mainly as a kind of uh, band aid, I guess, um, for want of a better phrase, because clearly it's not working to the point. And the bend and break philosophy it works if the whole team's in in sort of sync, and the offense clearly needs a defence to be a bit more stable, uh, sort of Zimmer esque if, if you will. Yeah, I, I do think we've got some fundamental issues with the personnel. I really think yeah. The linebackers just are getting picked on every week and the defensive line also, that's how Gino is struggling. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough time for the defence, but Terrell Austin doesn't seem to be having what are the solutions that he's providing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, A week off and it's the same thing. And listen, Drew Brees is from one pick all year
0: and is playing at an MVP level. Yeah, so it has to be so mitigated, sort of, but... Yeah. As, as Nathan came out with a counter argument it's like you know we shipped like five hundred odd yards to Tampa Bay mm.
1: yeah. you know
0: that that's the worrying thing isn't it It's like yes you can kind of explain away the Saints a little bit because they were they are so good and they're going to beat up on team. same as Kansas City going to beat up on a lot of teams but Cleveland played them no it wasn't Arizona played them close ish today yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know it
1: was a game wasn't it
0: Cleveland pretty much beat Atlanta pretty well yeah yeah. Um, yeah we seem to have gone back Ben what do you come on have a word on the podcast what do you think do you want to have a word Yeah. go on <laughs> what, what do you think mate first
1: time podcast virgin yeah. yeah go on Ben what
0: do you think
1: on on the site. well what do you think about Tara Austin Ben tell us what you think about Terra Austin and how the defence performed today today it. I think he should be sacked tomorrow, to be honest. Because where where do you go from there? Really, is the Browns have won today? They've sacked their head coach mm. last week, yeah. And and they had a they had a good win today, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So you think sort of installing that confidence? Do you know what I mean by bringing someone in? Yeah. It sort of gives people a bit of a lift. Yeah, definitely. It's going to make a change in the organisation just on a whole. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's
0: really interesting actually. Um you mentioned the Browns because they they just tore it up, didn't they? They yeah. didn't get just they didn't just get rid of The Falcons on a run as well. They just they yeah. didn't just get rid of uh Hugh, they got rid of Todd Haley as well. Mm. And they put Greg Williams in, nice. they got a new offensive kill and they've had a bit of a bounce back, haven't they, for the last couple of weeks. So who's to say what w- wouldn't work but the, I, I still but then s- it's
1: again it's the same thing it's promotion within Greg Williams has taken a, Greg yeah. Williams yeah, 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 I'm sorry I'm saying that and that, that's the, who have we got from within because in the past you've had options to go to like your Vance Josephs and your James Urbans and well, people Vance Joseph right. will become available pretty soon I would imagine <laughs> yeah well but, but who can we take from within now that knows the system that can potentially incorporate it better that's what you need and from a defensive side of the ball I don't see anyone I, I'm not sure Jim Haslett, maybe? He's yeah, had experience as a head that's coach. that's a good shout. That's about that's the best the shout. That's the only sort of guy. That's, about, that's a of, good
0: shout, actually. You know, um, Who's to say, you know, Hugh's not going to come back at some point. But he's not a defensive guy, is he? You know?
2: yeah. yeah. So my, my point to this, because you made a point about emotional reactions after mm. a game, and that's certainly what it feels like we're, we're being, because we've just been handed it to probably by like the best team in the NFL at the moment, right? Most rounded. But whether or not organisationally we are set up to succeed in this new era of the NFL, right, where mm. aggression and proactivity is clearly the the absolute and creativity and creativity exactly. Marvin's quite old school, isn't it? Yeah, he? and I wonder if just we just wait, we are way behind. There's actually no yeah. debate about that, and, and the way in which we're playing. Listen, we talked about Jordan Evans earlier. The guy's a 6th round pick. We haven't invested enough nope. resources in, in crucial places in the team. And that soft belly that you yeah. referenced, Paul, is absolutely is yeah. a result of a lack of aggression across the board. And we, we will always be in that tier below at best if we continue to have this, this mindset of yeah. we'll take it easy. So I think that the bit about changing the defensive coordinator, whether that's Marv takes over the play call or somebody else takes over, mm. is more about signaling our intentions to be... More aggressive and therefore what yeah. message has for the team? And yeah, it's about the message, yeah.
0: isn't it? Rather than well, the it's the action, the, the action and the, message, and, the message,
2: and I think that's what we're missing. If we're not, you because
0: know. We, we talk again you, when you get shellacked like that, and you're 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 watching the game, and we're discussing it as fans. You go, th- you know, everything comes out. It's like, you know, the drafts. You know, we've been drafting badly. The, the, the recruitment's bad. Everything wants is bad when you're watching this sort of thing. Um, but you know, it. I, mean, I think the immediate worry is obviously the defense, and it's frustrating to me that they didn't. I mean, they 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 had to have done something in the bye week. They're not stupid. These
1: yeah. People. Well, we were, but Simon and I were talking about it when we were getting a drink about the whole trade deadline thing. Yes. And I, I think a lot of people there were sort of because well, we obviously sort of we we about had it. a
0: we had a week off last week with the bye week. We took a bye week off. Um, what do you bring? I I think we've changed. Uh, (laughs) I think we've stronger.
1: Apart from me forgetting to press record. Um, But, you know, to me, that we could have gone there and been aggressive. You know, and I think a lot of people would say there was obvious holes at linebacker. There's obvious holes um, potentially on the defensive line now with Lawson going down. And to me, you know, we we were talking, weren't we, about the... um, whole baseball analogy around you know if you think you're a contender and the trade deadline's near go out scoop someone off a team that's not performing plug them in and take a bit of a gamble and say well you know we might be able to win this this year and i think fundamentally there's been a big miss for us because you look at it now with some of the injuries and stuff and you know we're we're really struggling we've been hanging on a bit this season and i think to go and bring in a couple of players even just alive in the locker room up get you know signal to the players and signal to the fans yeah we think we could win this yeah, and i just don't think the done i think
0: that. like you guys are saying it's about signals isn't it it's about messages if you're going to go we we're saying that the saints went out and got des Bryant? Yeah. did they need des, des Bryan with like you know uh, michael thomas and trey smith Arguably, no. Yes. But this, uh, look at the Eagles last year. Did they need Jay Ajayi? Yeah, yeah.
1: Pro-
0: maybe not. If no, they, it's a
1: good point. But
0: they wanted to win. Look at the Rams this year. Dante Fowler, Ram- yeah. You know, do they need, you know, Marcus Peters or Aqib Tlaib or all these guys that they, yeah, you know, yeah. and Dhamma can sue? Maybe not. They could. They were a good team. But they want, they're yeah, being super aggressive agree. in roster um, management and roster, you know, accumulation. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not we're not we're you know we are the most passive unaggressive team out there in roster building I think and I think that's what the frustration is really and again all this frustration comes out when we're losing by fifty points um, you know <laughs> which is embarrassing slightly understandable isn't it absolutely but that you know you're going to take a fine tooth comb to these issues that always sort of seem to bubble under the the surface and that you know winning. In against Atlanta in Atlanta as brilliant as that was and as last minute as thrilling as it was that just puts on another band-aid on, yeah, on, yeah. On, on, on problems that are kind of more kind of systemic and institutional my big problem they came out again today from the bye week not only didn't they not change anything or seemingly uh, they came out flat again why did they yeah. do they do this again during the Marvin Lewis era they do this in every big game yeah, when it really matters against the really good teams we're in a position to win and we throw it away whatever it might be poor clock management poor defensive calls some sort of mental error that you know we always seem to do that um, and again we come out of the bye week and just absolutely get obliterated so you'd hope there's a reaction
1: yeah and I mean it's that thing isn't it like, you know there's always the thing about half time Marvin doesn't make any adjustments and that's a thing the prime time thing and obviously the um, you know thing about coming out of the bye week, and I hate to say this, but it, it kind of it's true, isn't it? You know, there's you want an it, element. You of want to truth defend to Marvin? You think? You, you, that's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just luck, you know. It's yeah, just yeah. ridiculous luck but actually it happens every year. And the playoff games, the narratives around this team that continue to rear their head, you know, week after week, year after year. And and that's why I think so many of the fans in Cincinnati are so disenfranchised yeah. with the team. It's because, you know, it's the whole narrative, isn't it? That you're doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting it to, to change to change, or to do yeah, something differently. And yes, we might be competitive. Yes, we might win nine games and go to a wildcard spot. But <coughs> are we ultimately going to go any further than that? And are we going to go any get, further than that? Are
0: we going to play the Chargers and beat the Chargers? Probably not. Are we going to play even the Texans at the moment, the way they're playing? Absolutely. And beat them? The Titans, Probably not.
1: Titans on a roll at the moment. We've just done the Patriots over. You know,
0: we're going to have to play very well. I mean, again, the Saints game is out of the way. It's a really bad day at the office. Uh, Let's go back to the lines real quick. Peter Dadswell at Dadders. My takes from the Saints game. One, we need a new D.C., Two our defense is trash three draft and draft a quality cover linebacker yeah. four draft another five draft another now again it's, we can, It's repetition almost from our part we we just don't invest in that linebacker position and um, again none more so than this year having to trust poor old Jordan Evans a six round pick who who isn't particularly physical who can't tackle, and Hardy Nickerson... It's real, like, shoestrings, you know, is it? Yeah, it, it? it is scraping the barrel, isn't it? Which I feel really bad for saying, but, it, I mean, the barrel is being scraped, and it's about time we started investing in that Pre- Preston
1: Brown, to be honest with you, has been slightly disappointing this year. I mean, when he came over, we expected him to be sort of an, uh, at least an average starter. And I think potentially he hasn't got any help. No. I and he's think not so. a cover linebacker either. No, he's no, more no. of a sort of, you know, physical, you know... I think, Si, you made a really good point about
0: earlier when we were watching the game that, um, again, it gets levelled at Jose Mourinho, these kind of con- comparisons between NFL and association football. Um, the fact that you look at Mourinho, it's a criticism of Mourinho. He's, he's got an old-school approach mm. to f- to formation and how a team plays against someone like a Guardiola and a Klopp who is suddenly high-pressing and, you know, kind of quick-passing and attack, attack, attack. Um, It seems to be happening the same way in in the NFL a little bit. Would you agree with that? And Marvin's kind of the old-school guy, and you've got people like, you know, the newer, younger coaches who are more aggressive, more creative...
2: It's, yeah, there's a synergy between the head coach position now and the, the, uh, the, the sort of roster builders. So the GMs who are being aggressive in that. And I think absolutely Marvin's scheme has had a value at a certain point in time. And I think I was I thinking about it when we were chatting, thinking, would Mike Zimmer get more out of this unit? and Or are we just fundamentally flawed in the way that we're built? And I think it's probably a bit of both, where it's we're poorly coached, but we have. We lack in certain areas in terms of the players that we need and Preston Brown I think is a great point where it's like he's not a coverage linebacker. Well, today's game dictates that you need to yeah. be a coverage linebacker. Yeah, three yeah. three because you can't really afford to have, you know, guys coming in and out because it just dictates what you're what you're gonna do and what you're thinking and therefore the offence can, can play to that yeah. rather than being yeah. having players who are versatile enough to be able to cover and and tackle. And from our perspective we are completely behind some areas where we've got the big guys who come in yeah. then okay the smaller they're d- defensive tackles or you know Mike Johnson's in okay well come on it's it's crazy that Carl Orson played you know 25% of snaps before he went out yeah. for me and I think there's just a, a, a Mike Brown plus Marvin plus Andy it's just it's not a s- formula that's going to be successful in the NFL
0: any t- well it will be I think it will be a, successful a, to a degree yeah up to a point yeah, and exactly. it has been right I mean we have been successful successful up to a degree but of course it's you know, again, there's lots of hand wringing and, and teeth gnashing after this defeat, and but I, I think it, it is, it is. All these are really valid points, you know. And the fact is, you know, um, that's twice now that we've been absolutely obliterated. Not yeah. just lose mm. with a bit of dignity, like we did against, say, um, the Steelers. We could have won that game. We yeah. perhaps should have won that game. Arguably, um, we probably should have lost against Carolina but we had chances in that game even though we weren't playing particularly well yeah but we we've been absolutely obliterated by the Chiefs and uh, the Saints and again you can come back and say look they obliterated pretty much everyone those guys have played this season Um, but you know being obliterated is not a nice feeling really when you have aspirations of you know, when you know that your team is talented enough to kind of get to yeah, yeah. at least a winning record, you know, and then whoever, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know.
1: I think from a long term perspective as well, it's a little bit discouraging because I think you look at the Bengals and you think to yourselves, are we one of those teams that's one or two pieces away from winning the Super Bowl? And my argument looking at those two games is, no, we're not. No. And I think looking, you know, Marvin's got a two year contract, he's got one year left after this. And what you need if you're in a team like that is players that you know rookie rookies or you know second third year players to take that step and come together and I think coming into this season we had such high hopes for Jordan Willis for Kyle Lawson for you know Ryan Glasgow Andrew Billings those type of players on defense Mm. to make a huge difference to really come through and you know show why they were like drafted and show what you know the potential we had in them I don't think we've got that and I think all of them every single player has underwhelmed this year and I think if we're going to be a team in a year's time that's going to compete and that, you know, we, we have another good draft and we maybe even make a couple of moves in free agency, yeah. are those players going to be able to take that step to be contributors, to really, you know, step up? I mean, maybe next year Sam Hubbard turns into a pro Bowl player. I don't know. But you need to have those players that are prepared to take that step. I mean, even William Jackson, you know, people are foaming about him coming into the off season. Oh, he's going to be a pro bowl, This guy's, you know, he's one of the best corners, pro football focus, this and that. The guy's been average, yeah. I don't think he's got an interception. He's, he's been OK. I'm not saying he's been poor, but he's not what we expected him to be. Is that Terrell Austin's fault? Are, you know, are we going to peg everything at his doorstep? The <coughs> player development scheme is are not helping these players potentially. For me, it's but probably it's, about
0: 60, 40, 70, 30, something like that. Because we know that, the thing is, we know that Atkins is a talented player. Yes. We know that Dunlap can make plays to change games. Yeah. We know that Carl Lawson is a monster when he's at it. Yeah. We know that uh, William Jackson can close down wide receivers. You know, we know that... Jesse Bates. That Jesse Bates has had a fantastic rookie season. So there's five guys out of 11 that are really good. But... Um, there's been arguments about uh, you know whether his scheme, his zone, you know William William Jackson is a man-to-man corner. He's an old-school Island Durrell Reavers sort of guy, but our, our scheme has changed a little bit, you know. Yeah. So I mean, don't quite be on that, but that that seems to be the argument being put forward. But um, side. So, yeah, mean?
2: no, I, th- I just want to touch on what said about we're not two or one or two pieces away, and then you talk about those five. Pieces, I think it absolutely spot on. They are upper level type players, potentially, and in terms of ability. And for me, if teams know where our weaknesses are, so they, they pick us apart at the same yeah. places every year. So today's a great example on the offensive line for us, where we were down by you know two, three touchdowns at the stage. Yeah. And it's just came off adult, and it's just like, well, they know that we can't stop that rush because we've got dodging yeah. parts of the line, yeah, and, yeah. and our weapons aren't going to get open you know quite easily. And that's just the way that you beat us. And from, from that perspective, We've just got to make sure that we are thinking about how can we be aggressive in terms of that roster construction we talked about that says, right, in a year's time, in these games, that we're going to have enough firepower and can stop teams in these kind of shootouts. Because that's why the NFL is going that way. That's the way the things are going. It's 35 points a game from the big offences, and that's what we've got to do. That's the challenge, isn't it? That's the challenge. and that's So back in when Marvin was running that that Ravens defence... 21 points was a lot of points you know what I mean so I think you've just got to think about how you can both sides of it contend with the pressures of those things and the, the guys that are doing really well at the moment the Saints the Chiefs those sorts of teams the lines on both sides are working really well. Yeah. Or, and then that offensive line in particular for the Saints was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it starts for me, I think.
1: Yeah. And, and they're all offensive powerhouses. You look at these teams that we're saying as, you know, they're definitely the teams to watch out for. Kansas City, offensive powerhouse. The LA Rams are an offensive powerhouse. You know, the Saints today are offensive powerhouses. And, you know, there was all that defense wins championships approach. And I'm not saying that's that's finished. But certainly at the moment, it looks like the way to go is aggressive, fourth downs, you know, exciting play calling, you know, bringing in a quarterback to run. And to be fair to the Bengals, they did do that today with Driscoll, sort of running an option type wildcat play. But... I think Simon makes a very, very good point. The the NFL is evolving. And I think if we're going to be a contender for, you know, this year, next year, in five years, we do have to move to that approach of, you know, what can we change? What can we do? How can we sort of adapt to this?
0: Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be a perennial, well, we have been a perennial sort of Mm. upper, sort of second, upper, first, you know, bottom of the first tier team. Um, Simon, It's just
2: last point is that I think, the patience and steady Eddie approach that Mike Brown has adopted for as long as we've been fans, right. has been worked out for us in in a lot of ways. Like those five playoffs in a row were definitely a result of us being patient and having a really good Mm. approach to it. I now think that that's probably going to count against us. And and it's ultimately this, it's a new era. And I think that unless everyone's willing to change in the organization, I just, we may never probably reach that summit and it's, it's crazy oh come on so
0: i don't don't do this to uh, me not no, now sorry. yeah i might get the <laughs> harry carry knife out and <laughs> gut myself here at the table uh in a podcast first i think <laughs> um no i'm not going to do that don't worry um, look at us,
1: gloom and doom isn't it
0: well i i would say actually just going back to jamie's question that um i wouldn't i wouldn't be unhappy if they used Driscoll in the Wildcat. They were using, was it Taysom Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, what, I mean, he was a real sort of player in that game today, and he has been all season, hasn't he? Like, yeah, they're really yeah. used to the thing is,
1: you know. So why, why not? You know? Well, it's like the Lamar Jackson thing, isn't it? It's like you, they're going to run it nine times out of ten, but the defence has to respect the fact they could throw it. So you've always got to, at least as a linebacker, not just go all in. Yeah. Because if you just like he's going to run it, all of a sudden the geezer will take the option and just ping it down the field, and that's it. So. It is interesting because I don't know how mobile Driscoll is compared to Taysom Hill and Lamar Jackson because you know you're Lamar Jackson's as, got that elusive. Stacked.
0: Taysom Hill looks really stacked, doesn't that's it? That's what you know, I mean. So I'm not sure if he's Driscoll running
1: would, over Jordan Evans though Yeah, which, frankly, a, a soft autumn breeze could do that. <laughs> but um, but that, that's the thing. I don't. I'm not sure that he, you know Driscoll might. And he ran for the touchdown today. He did, didn't he? A
0: really good. So runner. it
1: was a, to be fair to him, he got some speed. But I'm not sure if he's got the same level of agility and speed that you yeah. you know a Lamar Jackson, for example, no. would have if you're going to run. Or even like a Mo Sunu, yeah. you know, who used to run it for us back in the day. Seattle so yeah,
0: just taking the lead against the Rams. Very good, interesting. On. Should be a good game. Okay, let's wrap this up because you know we could carry on, but really, we all know, you know, it's never very good to kind of do an yeah. instant reaction. Look, looking
1: forward, looking Go forward, on. we've got the Ravens away next week, and the Browns at home. Those two are they crucial. are massive. What do you think about them, Paul? If
0: we can come out of those, I mean, we are still five and four. Let's not forget that. Somehow we are f- with. The winning record. If we can come out splitting those games or winning them both, which I think we're both actually capable of, because we're now, as you say, we're not playing like the absolute top echelon yeah, of the yeah, NFL. Yeah. We're playing like the second tier, aren't we? Yeah. So if we can, and we always play the Ravens close. Yeah. I mean, we've had their kind of number a little bit. We Look. need to beat the Browns at home. We yes. absolutely mm. have to. And just to break off from there, we do have a, a Bengals UK meetup for that uh, game against the Browns on Sunday the 25th of November at the Red Deer in uh, Sheffield so do come along there'll be we have a fantastic raffle prize again that we've managed to sort out we've got badges to give away while we you know in while we're kind of trying to sort out some merchandise and t-shirts and that kind of business we'll have badges to give away and it'll be again it's the you know we had fun tonight regardless of the result it's did that, we <laughs> wait well, I did I did anyway <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let let's. What was what was the question? Yeah, I, I think we have to beat those At two least teams. You think beat them both? Well, if we split it, fine. But yeah. if we have any aspirations to become a playoff? If we can sneak into that playoff picture, I don't think we're good enough, frankly, this no, year. No, no, I think you are. Right. But but we still have a chance to do it. We still
1: do. I think you said it right earlier when you said that the next two games are going to define the season yeah. I think if you win them both you're a playoff team and then you just see what well, happens we, in the playoffs if you lose them both then if it's if you lose night. them both it's over I so. and I think if you split them then you got a chance because you've still then got to play the Browns again the, the Raiders you hope would be a win Steelers last game of the season in Pittsburgh I can't see us winning no. that unless Pittsburgh have got nothing to play for Broncos at home Broncos at home is a game that, again that you should probably win so I think if you splitting I would take splitting them yeah. I would take it okay. because I don't think we're good enough to win both. Okay, I think that Cleveland, like that we saw we saw today, are going to yeah. be tough. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the Ravens in Baltimore is always more difficult. And I actually yeah. think it doesn't do us a favor with Lamar Jackson starting. I think he's oh. looking like Flacco. I think Simon said he was on crutches and not looking particularly healthy. Yeah. I don't think that's going to help us. I think whenever a quarterback gets his first start, he's always very up for it. He's you know Lamar Jackson's played a bit. He's a first round pick. The Bengals don't do well with running quarterbacks, especially with your mobile linebackers. And yeah. I think that could really actually pose a problem for us.
0: Oh, my God. I was going to say, can we have something positive, <laughs> please? Right, round the table, something positive in something, your life or forget for all, football or whatever. Something
1: positive about the Bengals today is that as far
0: as... So there we go. Uh, you may be wondering why there was an abrupt finish to Nathan's sentence just when he was going to tell us all his positive things about the Bengals. I can, a uh, bit of a spoiler alert here, there weren't many. Um, basically, I've had a bit of a nightmare. Technically, I forgot to press record on the first recording. You know, we are 15 minutes in before we, we before I realised, I should say, that uh, I hadn't pressed record. So we had to start it again. Um and then found out that uh, the actual storage card was full and uh, it uh, ended abruptly. So, apologies for the technical incompetence. Ben Thurgood, who lives in Plymouth, came all the way from Plymouth. Well, he didn't quite do that, but he was in London for, uh, and he met us for the first time. And he stuck around for the podcast because he listens to it and, you know, he wanted to find out what it was all about and how it all works and uh, and he saw how it worked and <laughs> it was mostly idiotic but we got there in the end um, obviously we were kind of quite angry no no doubt you guys are as well uh, but you know there are positives John Ross's touchdown the first couple of drives um, there aren't many there are there really let's face it so that's the end of that uh, this week uh thank you very much for listening we are going to be back next week but uh a bit later than usual um it will be on the wednesday because i'm actually going away for um from thursday until the wednesday so we're going to miss our usual kind of sunday night monday night slot so apologies about that but obviously it's a crucial game against the ravens um hope you'll tune in next week uh thank you very much for listening this time around and bearing with me i've had a bit of a mare this uh <laughs> this uh, this episode. So, yeah, thank you. And do remember our meetup in Sheffield on November the 25th uh, for the Browns game at the Red Deer Pub in Sheffield. So, yeah, until then, it's a who day from me. Well, and it's a who day from me. Until the next time. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organization.